0: Thank you for joining the worship services of Shoto, Brady, and Dutton United Methodist Churches. I'm Pastor Julie King, and I'm so grateful for digital technology that allows you to join us from wherever you are in the world. You can join us every week by clicking the links on our Facebook at facebook.com shotoumc Shoto UMC or on our website at umshoto.net if you like what we are doing and would like to financially support us in ministry you can find more contact information on our website and again that's umshoto.net we're so grateful that you are joining us
1: our scripture reading this morning is from the gospel of john Chapter 18, verses 33 through 37. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summons Jesus and asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, do you ask this on your own or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you say you are a king? And Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born. And for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God, amen.
0: Some of you might be thinking that that is a rather odd scripture to be using the Sunday before we begin our Advent season. But this is actually the traditional scripture to use on this Sunday. This Sunday is what is known as Christ the King Sunday. Christ the King Sunday has a long tradition of being known not only in the Methodist Church but in most denominations as a time that we truly reflect on Christ as the King and what that means and it comes from this scripture reading where Christ is saying to Pilate you say that I am a king but the kingdom that I belong to is not of this world There's a lot of mystery that is left in those words and in that conversation because so many people do not understand what it is that Jesus is really saying at this time. And they don't understand what the meaning of this kingdom is. In fact, Christ the King Sunday, as you can probably imagine, created some controversy several years ago, and people didn't like the wording of it being called Christ the King, especially in the United States, because we don't have royalty here. And we are not used to the idea of having a kingdom, and kings and queens, and all of that. So it doesn't make sense to us. They didn't like the idea of wording it as Christ the King. And so in a lot of our traditions now, it is referred to as the reign of Christ. Thinking of it as Christ's life. And not only his life, but what it is that Christ's entire life teaches us about and what is is beyond that. This Sunday invites us to reflect on Christ, to celebrate Christ, And it does that because it's the last Sunday in our lectionary year, in our Christian calendar year. Next Sunday, there will be a big birth announcement, and then four weeks later, Mary's going to have a baby. And then we will celebrate the birth of baby Jesus, and we will again start over with the life and teaching of Christ. But for now, this Sunday, we're celebrating all of Christ's life. And not only Christ's life, but we're celebrating the ways that Christ has influenced and shaped and taught your lives. The ways that Christ has made you who you are. So I would like to have all of you think about for a few moments. And if you want to shout them out, feel free to do so. But I would like to know, or at least have all of you think about, what are your favorite stories of Jesus? any of the gospel stories, any story that you know about Jesus, what is your favorite? Do you have just one favorite? For me, I think it really depends on the time of year and what I'm going through in my life for which one is my favorite that week. I don't have just one favorite. And all of the stories of Jesus seem to have relevance at different times, a lot of times depending on what mood I'm in or what emotion I am feeling at that time. There's times that I might be really upset about something, and my favorite story becomes Jesus flipping over the tables in the temple because I can relate to that, and I understand that Jesus felt that way too. There's other times in my life where I think about Jesus weeping, for Lazarus as he weeps with Mary and Martha and I'm reminded that Jesus was so human and that he grieves too and he feels those emotions just like each one of us there's other times that my favorite stories of Jesus are the birth stories and this wonderful magnificent magnificent new little life that is beginning and the innocent that comes with little children And then, of course, there's all the teachings of Jesus. Times that the parables relate to me in a different way. Times that I relate to Jesus. And just the joy that comes with being able to tell others about God and to share God's love. And then I think about the people that Jesus helped. And sometimes I think, oh, I try so hard to be that way. Today I was feeling a little bit Christ-like. The thing about Jesus, though, is Jesus does all of this so humbly. Everything that he does in his life is so humble. And I love this scripture that goes along with today. Because I think that it is a very short scene, a very short story, that shows us exactly who Jesus is in such limited Very powerful words. I hope all of you know what has happened up to this story. Jesus, of course, has been accused of being who he is. He's trying to take over power. He's trying to be put to death. He's been in front of the chief priest. He's been in front of Pilate already. At this point in time, he's back in front of Pilate. And Pilate says, well, who are you? They say that you're a king. And Jesus does not get defensive about this. He doesn't get angry. He's not mad at anyone. He just simply says, well, you say that I'm a king, but the kingdom that I am a part of is not of this earth. Jesus shows just his true self and who he is in that moment. We've been talking in our Bible study that meets every week about the Beatitudes, and we talked about the extensions the last couple of weeks. And I feel like one that really fits so well into this moment is when Jesus talks about turning the other cheek. And Jesus talks about, well, if somebody slaps you across one cheek, you can turn your head and let your other cheek be present. He talks about going the extra mile. When somebody tells you to go one mile, to go the extra mile. Jesus tells us not to get vengeance. And that's what Jesus is doing here. He doesn't get angry. He's not seeking vengeance. He's just sharing simply who he is. Well, then at this time too, Pilate begins questioning him more and more and more. And he essentially says, you know, I'm not a Jew. I'm not the one who is saying this about you. Pilate gets a little bit defensive himself. And he points out, no, it's these chief priests and your own followers that have brought you here to me. So what am I supposed to do about this? And Jesus just accepts it how it is. And he says, This is what I was put here for. This is why I'm here. I'm not here to debate what's going on. I'm not here to debate why I'm in this moment, but this is why I'm here is to tell the truth to tell all of you about the truth. And the part that is not included in our scripture reading today are the next words of Pilate. The next thing that Pilate asked Jesus, after Jesus says that I am the truth and whoever lives and believes in me knows the truth, Pilate looks in Jesus and he says, what is truth? What is truth? As we think about this week in particular, a week of gratitude, a time of thanksgiving. I would like to invite all of us to reflect on our own truth, to take a moment to reflect on what the truth is that you know about Jesus. What are the ways that Jesus' life influenced you? What stories made you who you are? What stories have you read a hundred times, and on the hundred and first times, you get a whole new lesson out of it? What parts of Jesus's life do you seek to be like the most? The ones that if you were to describe exactly who you try to be, what is your truth, the truth of who you are? Some of you saw that this past week, I lost a very good friend and mentor unexpectedly, He was somebody who was very, very active, not only in our local church in Colby, where I began my ministry journey, but also across the conference. And this man was young. He was in his 50s. He died fairly unexpectedly. Him and his wife had just finished building their dream home. He was the rock, the foundation of that church. He did every little thing that needed done. But the other part about his life, was that there was absolutely no question who he was. He truly, truly loved every person. He was one of the most humble people that I know. He was most well-known for being helpful to others in any way that he could. Very, very generous. And as he passed this week, and I thought about the ways that he supported and encouraged me throughout, especially the early parts of my own ministry journey, I got to thinking about the ways that I'm so grateful for him. And the ways that it was so easy to identify who he is as a person. When I was thinking about what is my truth, or what is your truth, or what is anyone's truth, it was easy to pinpoint what his truth is. He had a very, very strong and dedicated faith. He loved everyone. I think he was one of the most true examples of loving your neighbor that there is. And it was amazing to be able to not even question that and to know that that is exactly what his truth is. And so as I've thought this week as well about what it is that I'm most grateful for, who I am, what means the most to me, I've thought about the ways that the gospel has taught me who Jesus is and who I strive to be. And so I stand here today and ask each of you, what is your truth? Who is it that you are? I think deep down inside of us, each person, each one of us as an individual, knows exactly who that is. But then we have to remember that there is this other side. So we all strive to be very Christ-like and we all hope that we can be like Christ in that moment. When someone is accusing us or when somebody is saying something bad about us, we hope that we can have that confidence that Christ has and to be humble and to be able to accept and say, this is who I am. This is the truth of me. But there are times that there are chief priests or whoever else out there that are reminding us that maybe that's not who we are. And for whatever reason, we fall into that one person or group of people's ideas. There's also times that we ourselves are those chief priests. And that we might look at somebody else, and we might think that we know the truth about them. And we speak, and we accuse them, or we talk about them, but that is not the person that they are. So without going into too much detail on that, my hope is that this week, we will be reminded of who Jesus is. That we will be reminded of the truth that each one of us are created in the image of God. That each one of us are God's children. God loves each and every one of us the same. He does not have favorites. I know that some of us as parents might have favorite children, and it might vary day after day. For me, it kind of depends on which child is helping me out the most that day or pays the most compliments. They all have their sweet way of buttering up mom. But our God is not like that. God loves each and every one of us, and God created each and every one of us. And so my, my true hope this week is that we will find the truth of who we are, that we will remember those stories that we have learned, that we will look at the reign of Christ like of the life of Christ, and that we will help ourselves to be renewed, to be made whole in Christ, and that we will show others that same love, that whatever it is that we are carrying, we will let it go, And that as we move into the Advent season, we remember that it is a time to start over. It's the beginning of a new year for us in our Christian calendar. Use this week to be thankful for you, for your loved ones, for those that maybe you don't love so much. And use this week to be so thankful for the truth. Amen.
2: The Lord has done